Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This works. I know how the business works. What do you think about that conversation in particular, about Taylor Jenkins and his future with the Grizzlies uh, you know, beyond this season? We came into this season just knowing for sure that Taylor Jenkins would end the season as the Grizzlies' all-time winningest coach. And now, nine games into the season, eight games into the season, uh, this is the conversation that we're having. Like, it, I think that, that pretty much kind of, you know, says, says enough about it. But the thing is, I just I think it's like a scapegoat, you know, type right. of – mindset it's like oh somebody's got to get the blame but, but, but to michael we see the scapegoat mindset i mean that 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 did the that was the end of mike budenholzer right exactly. like we, we monty and, williams you know we see is, that all the time you need talent to win like yeah. phil phil jackson yes he's arguably one of the greatest coaches of all time but guess what he never won without kobe bryant or michael jordan like at that level so you, you need you need talent to to win this thing. Look at Greg Popovich. Greg Popovich is arguably maybe the greatest coach of all time. One of the top five for sure in everybody's list. He had Tim Duncan. He had Kawhi Leonard. He had David Robinson, Tony Parker, Mundus Nobly. All he did was win 50-plus games every single season. As soon as all those guys left, the Spurs have not been that good the last three years. Like, it's just it's the name of the game. You need great players. And in the case of Taylor Jenkins, uh, the identity that the Grizzlies have formed in all these seasons under uh, Taylor Jenkins, where have they been at the top of the NBA yet? They've been at the top of the NBA in paint points per game. They're not at the top right now. You know why? Because a couple years ago, John Morant led the NBA in paint scores. He's not here. Steven Adams and, and Ja are huge you know, parts of the paint score. Then the rebound. The Grizzlies have been arguably the top rebounding team in the NBA over the last four years. Now you don't have arguably the best rebounder in the NBA uh, at your disposal in Steven Adams. Those are two huge pieces to the identity that he has formed over the last four years. And then you add on all the depth pieces, right? You know, the Brandon Clarks of the world. Uh, now your bench, you know, doesn't look as good. And then at the end of the day, it's not Taylor Jenkins' fault that uh, they missed on a lot of these picks lately. Right, right? 100%. We got to be honest. Like, the 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 problems that they, they're having, they wouldn't be having is, you know, uh, Jake LaRavia, David Roddy, or Zaire Williams uh, turned into a 15-point-per-game score averaging 38, shooting 38% right. from three-point range. Right. Like, I think those are decent numbers for a first-round pick, but uh, none of them have given you that type of production at this point. So it's only so much blame that you can put on right. Taylor Jenkins, and, and that's how I feel about it. Like but, At the end of the day, if they don't win, you know it's going to fall back on him, but – 
yeah, it, it, it's it's a tough spot. Like you said, it's the business. Yeah, but you know who the first guy get that gets scapegoated and, and and who they're ready to get rid of. It's not players. It's not GM. It's not that yep. type of thing. The least safe guy, just generally speaking, in the NBA, is that guy who sits on that first that first uh, first chair on the bench, right? Like that's usually exactly. how it works. But we'll see. We'll see if they can dig themselves out of this hole at least a little bit before Ja comes back. But we will catch up again soon. DeMichael, appreciate it as always. Good stuff. All right, take care, guys. Yes, sir. That is DeMichael Cole, uh, Grizzlies beat reporter for the Commercial Appeal. Now, um, we need to go ahead and uh, get Jeff Calkins on the phone here coming up next. So uh, let's go ahead and grab a break. 92.9 FM ESPN. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios with Jeff Calkins on today's show, presented by Red River Toyota in Wynn, Arkansas, online at redrivertoyota.com. We're back with the Gabe Kuhn Show on 92.9 FM ESPN. There you were. I needed someone to understand my ups and downs. There you Jeff Calkins is columnist of the Daily Memphian, also host of the Jeff Calkins Show. Right here, 9 to 11, 92.9 FM ESPN. He's on X at Jeff underscore Calkins. Jeff, how's it going? Well, it's not It's not a fit night out. It is, hold on. It is not a fit night out for man nor beast. That's what I meant to say. Yeah, it's miserable out there. It's yeah. just miserable. Yeah, and following a 1-7 and seven start for the Grizzlies, it kind of makes sense, right? After last well, night? I do think. No, I think the whole thing, it actually works as a perfect metaphor. It woke up today. You woke up today, and it was it was lovely, sunny, beautiful. And then before you know it, it's miserable, raining, dark, and there's no hope. And uh, and that is true for the day, and it's true for the Grizzlies. Exactly. Yeah. Um, last night, I I guess. How do I even start to talk about it? I think the end game situation was pretty rough. What'd you think about the the Santi cuts it to one hundred five, one hundred two with that three, and then they immediately run a trap, even though they have a a the game clock and the shot clock complete eleven seconds apart. They could have just played defense, tried to keep, make them make a tough look. Instead, they allow a Jaime Jaquez corner three because they run the trap out there. I I. I I think everything has gone wrong in a, in a pretty substantial way. Besides Jaron and Bain, you just look at the rest of the players. They don't have a lot of above-average NBA players outside of Marcus Smart. Or they don't have really any above-average NBA players outside of Marcus Smart, Jaron, and Dez. And then, you know, you, you talk about roster construction. I think coaching has had something to do with the early season woes. I, what hasn't gone wrong besides Jaron and Bain? Anything? Do you have anything no, off no, the top no, of your no. head? Uh, let's see what has not gone wrong. No, everything has gone wrong. Everything has gone wrong. That's very true. Everything has gone wrong. It's, uh, it's no, it's sort of stunning how grim it has become. And yeah, I was less focused on, I'll be honest. I never, like once they went down, like double, you know, they, 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 they briefly took the lead, uh, and then immediately gave it up again. And then once they went down, essentially double figures, they made a run. I, I, at that point, I, I, I didn't think – I don't think the problem is strategy as much as the problem is they don't have enough good players. I mean, in the end, it's what you just said. Who on that team besides Dez, Jaron, and maybe Mark, and Marcus Smart are an above – just an, or an even average, above, are an above average NBA player? 
And the answer is nobody. There's nobody on that team that is an above average NBA player, except for the three that we just mentioned. And so you've got a whole roster, you, you know, you got, you got teams coming in here with, with like we went through the exercise today, the 2002 uh, Grizzlies, 2002, 2003 Grizzlies. They uh, started, they're the team that started 0 and 13. They were two and 18 after 20 and six and 19 after 25. Okay. So Jaws coming back after 25 games, we went through the exercise of looking at that team and this team without Ja, right? And and um, the team that exists today and asking which is a better team. And that team's starters were uh, Powell, Lorenzen, Jay Will, Drew Gooden, and Wesley Person. And I think it's a better starting lineup. That's a better starting lineup than what they have right now. And that was a woeful team. Yeah. Um, and they also, that team then had Shane Battier and Earl Watson and Brevin uh, and uh, uh, Gordon Girichek coming off the bench. It was right. a better team. But this is not, it's just, that's the problem. And and so, yes, you will someday add Ja and that everything will be better when you add Ja. Lots of things would be better. But if you are this bad in his absence, it raises this sort of significant question It was about the roster generally. Like, okay, yep. fine. You'll be okay. You'll, you'll be an average team or maybe even slight once he gets here. He's that good. But it makes you wonder, like, okay. Like, when we, it used to be when you subtracted Ja from this roster, they were still pretty good, right? Yep. With, all the, with all that commentary. It was overblown, the commentary about how good they were without Ja, but still respectable and so you add jaw to that team and that's a very good team now without jaw they stink and you can say that brandon and stephen adams obviously injuries are a big part of this the problem is we don't ever know that you're getting good stephen adams or good brandon back right we know that presumably jaw is coming back but we don't know what brandon or stephen adams are going to look like when they come back from season-long injuries um so it's a, it, it just shines a light on the roster issues, honestly. Yeah, and I, I was just talking to Michael Cole, and I thought it was interesting the way he put it. He said, this front office has done a good job of building around Ja, not necessarily with Ja. And, and sort of what we were referring to in that moment is the, sort of the lack of creation on the offensive end. If Ja's not on the floor, you don't have anybody who can go get a bucket in an ISO situation. Like, Jaron is okay at it. Dez usually needs a screen assist to go get downhill and go make things happen. They don't have anyone else that can sort of replace that go-get-a-bucket mentality if Ja's not on the floor. And, and that, is a, that is a very frustrating reality of the situation. And, and I think that this is something that, like, front office, Zach Kleiman, they're going to have to look at pretty hard. And you may have to cut bait and find different guys who can go get that done for you. And they may have to be vets. I don't know what those names are. I don't know what it looks like. But I, I, I think I agree with that sentiment. They, they've done a better job of building around Ja than building with Ja. Do you, do you sort of do – you, do you second that sentiment or are you a little bit confused by it? Well, I, I see what he's saying. I, I – I would take issue with the first part. I don't think they've done a good job. Listen, when you have, <laughs> okay. I mean, they 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 drafted Des Bain, and that is great. That 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 is building 
with around. And maybe not a good job. I don't think he said good job. They've they've made more of an effort to build around Jaw than build with Jaw. I honestly think the real problem is more simple. They they, whether it's around or with. Look at the look at their wings that they have on this team. Like they they the problem is is that they took a bunch of swings at wings with Jake Laravia, David Roddy, Zaire Williams right there. Uh, and then John Concher to a lesser extent, yeah. right? Whatever. And they stink. So that's four players right there, okay? Those four players, I mean, whatever. David Roddy could be a fine ninth person on the roster, right? So yeah. they, they, have four, they have four players there they took a swing at, and they all, and they all whiffed, basically. You know, the, none of them were the answer at wing. And then you look at bigs, and whether it's, you know, they're all whatever. Like there's, there's, there's Lofton. There's Tillman, there's, uh, you know, uh, there, there's Brandon who got hurt. There's, like, they have all of these players at all of these rosters, and they're not good. They're either not, they're injured or they're not good. And so when you get back to that none of the players, except for Jaron, who the front office, the previous front office added, right? We just said who's good. Uh, like, who's an above-average NBA player? Yeah. If, if the only above-average NBA players besides Ja on the team are Jaron, Dez, and Marcus Smart. They the real problem is is there's a, they have a bunch of bad NBA players on the team. Yeah, like with around however <laughs> like you just don't survive with a bunch of bad NBA players on the team. Yeah. And I I think that that wing issue is particularly like they had to hit on one of those guys. We wouldn't be complaining about this if. You know, Jake LaRavia was two thirds of Desmond Bain, right? Like, right. I can't ask him to be Agreed. Bain. But if he was just that, we wouldn't be complaining about this. But they've whiffed. And it's okay to whiff on one or to whiff on two or whatever, but they just, they have whiffed too often. It, it kinda, it's kind of gross to think David Roddy is the most productive wing that they've tried to internally develop. Like, that is kind of gross to me because this is a guy who wasn't like a, it's not a high ceiling guy by any stretch of the imagination, but he can give you decent minutes here and there. But he's shown the most consistency out of any of those three guys, Jake LaRavia, Zaire, or Jake, or, or, or yeah, Jake LaRavia, Zaire, or him. Like, he is by far. Yeah, now, Zaire, I thought, oddly enough, I thought Zaire was not awful defensively last night. He Ooh. was one of nine, though. Ooh, you know, I don't he was know. one of nine. He gets bowled over, obviously. He's just not so... Um, you, um, you know, I, yeah, it, it, I mean, David Roddy is like John Conchar. He is he's a different player than John Conchar, mm-hmm. but they each have very low ceilings, right? They're, neither one is a high ceiling guy. And David Roddy, I think is a, you know, can be a respectable energy member of a rotation, but he's not a high ceiling guy. And so, and then the problem is, is when you said, all right, well, let's, let's figure out how we're going to go out. Let, let's go out and get some other players. What's the vehicle you're going to use to get these other players? Yeah, like, good point. Who are you yeah. going to trade to get these other players? I, you know, you, you can't trade any of your bad players to get the good to get any of these. I other mean, players. I've heard people throw out, and I don't know how much this holds. Some of your draft assets, whatever you have, plus some of these young players, whether it's Z or Jake or David Roddy, I, I don't know how much that would hold, and I don't know what the hell on the on the other end. What you're getting back is that going to be good enough to rationalize giving up? giving up more first rounders, giving up more picks. Well, I would be, I mean, there's, there is no way that I would give up first rounders for a rental. I I think this is already 
likely a lost season. And so I would not give up a first rounder for a rental. I don't have this in mind who people might be talking. Like if you can imagine um, giving up. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Whatever, and a first-rounder for someone who will also be on the roster next year and the next year and could help yeah. you. Sure, I guess I'd consider that, although the truth no is No rental for this that, year. That would be foolish. I agree with you on that. Well, I mean, and, and I, you, you could go ahead and, and, you know, you could deal this year's pick and protect it top five or something. It's likely going to be a lottery pick. I mean, I don't mean to be doom and gloom, but it is. It's just likely to be a lottery pick at this point. And so you could trade this year's pick top – you know, you, you don't want to be in a situation where you actually win the damn lottery or something, get lucky like you did the jaw, and all of a sudden you've, you know, you've given up so- that pick for – for someone who's going to be your fourth or fifth best player. You don't want to do that. So I suppose theoretically there's, but there's, that's the problem. There's not a lot of assets on your team to go get the players that you want them to get. I, I think I lean more to you. I heard you and John talking about this earlier about the, the play in tournament sort of salvaging the season in regards to that. I think I lean more to you, but you, you are of the opinion that you're not even, you're not, if you're betting play in or no play in, you're betting no play in. You're betting complete lottery, no postseason play this year at this I mean, particular that would, moment. That what I think is more likely than not. I don't – obviously, you can go on a run once you get job back, and I do think it's important. It'll have, I mean, based on this hole they're digging, it'll have to be a hell of a run, right? Like that, right, exactly. And I, I think I, I, heard, I heard John say 37 and 22 when John gets, when John gets back. Right. I, think, I, 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 think that is, I think that's pretty overwhelmingly <laughs> positive. I mean, a lot of things will be better when he gets back. Yes. Like, like, even like it was, you know, it's sort of sad to see Desmond Bain have a bad shooting night because it's so, it's it's fatal when he does, right? Like, and and he clearly cares so much and has been terrific, and yet when he had the bad shooting light night last night, that just kind of dooms you, you know. And so, but when you put John next to Des, it'll be dramatically better. When you have, you know, Ja. Uh, we've seen progress from further progress from Jaron. I think the good part of if you, if you want to be look at the bright side here for a minute, the idea that Des would take a step, Jaron would take a step, and Des and 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 Ja would be the best version of himself because he's you know a little more focused or whatever. I think that's entirely in play, and so you have three. You can imagine a situation where you have three really terrific NBA players. 
as a starting group. And then Marcus Smart, who has been erratic and not particularly good since he's been here, if you put him in a role other than being the lead point guard, he might be able to get back to being more of of what he is at his best. And then you got four really good players. uh, And and so that's a lot to work with. Listen, you look at – I'm not comparing these teams, but Boston doesn't have much of a bench. Denver doesn't have much of a bench. Like, if you start with four really good players, that's that's enough to get you – to be a you know a, a a a team that is well over 500. I don't you know it's not a it's not an NBA championship. But so I expect him to go on some kind of a run when Jai gets back. I just don't know how far it will be. I think it's very likely. I mean, so so you look at that team uh, from 2002 that was six and 19 after 25 games. I think that's totally totally possible with this team. Yeah, don't you think it's totally possible that this team could be. You know, six well, to nineteen after twenty five. Well, games. I mean, if you do the math, they're pacing for three three wins. That's right. their pace right now. So, and yes, yeah, so <laughs> I think it's entirely I, I, possible. Yeah, I mean, that team that I just described went on a four game winning streak at some point to get to six and nineteen. So, uh, so yeah, I, I think it's entirely possible. And I'm sad that the basketball teams. gods didn't uh, didn't uh, listen to me accept your eleven and fourteen offer a couple weeks ago. I know. Well, it's because other people were just because Jeffrey and, and both Jeffrey and Chris Harrington, honestly, I think, turned it down. And the idea was, sadly, uh, for those who turned it down, I think the idea was, well, it's not going to get like it can't get much worse than 11 and 14. So why? <laughs> OK, yeah, that was that was the, like, that was yeah, the thought. Like, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They they had high hopes. That was an awful basketball team, and I mean game last night, and and not only it wasn't just the Heat who are struggling; it was the Heat without without Tyler Hero who got hurt. Yep. So you didn't even have to deal with him for but for eight minutes. Yeah, it, it looks like he'll be out for a few yeah. games now. He's got a grade two ankle sprain. Yes, does not look six not weeks. Look six weeks. Connor's telling me. Good God, my gosh! Not so, enough uh, toward all in the world to get him on the. Get him on the field. This isn't no, football, was, I guess. In fact, I would make the argument that, you know, this team has had – the franchise has actually had been really lucky since they came to Memphis. They've, they've had a bunch of – they've had more playoff seasons than not. Um, they've been entertaining. Right. They had, you know, different versions of an entertaining team, whatever. I, and then there's been some miserable years. But there's never been a miserable year, I don't think, Eh, maybe maybe the the year when they finally decided to blow it up, the David Fisdale falling out with with, yeah. with Mark. I was going to say they've never had a year that people thought would be really good that was miserable. In yeah. other words, the other miserable years, we knew they were a young and miserable team, and we just didn't know You're how. You're building to or, it, yeah, yeah. That that's You're different building. than go, than going into it like literally. Now this was before the Stephen Adams injury, but literally John Hollinger picked them to win the West. Yep, and um, that was a you know three weeks ago, and um, and so there's never we have never had this much of a disconnect between expectations and reality. This harsh a, uh, a fall from uh, expectation to reality. Um, so in that way, I think you can argue it's the most miserable season so far. Now, last thing, uh, Tigers visit Mizzou tomorrow, 8 p.m., SEC Network on DraftKings so far. I don't think FanDuel's put out a line. Mizzou, two-point favorites. I, I think there's a more unknown uh, to where I'm not going to ask you to make a prediction. But, I mean, like, what? 
What what do you expect from this team on the road, relatively sold out? I think I saw sold out crowd or at least heard it. Um, do you expect this team to mesh at least a tad bit, <laughs> win or lose? I don't know how anyone could – like, I don't know how – you know, betting is always a, a early a season out of conference college judgment. basketball is the le- one of the least predictable any, yeah. things ever. I don't know how anyone can have a conviction about this. So whatever anyone says, if you tell me, you know what, I see this Memphis team as just supremely talented. They're 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 deeply experienced. So yeah, sure. Um, they're, they're, they, they've just, it's their first game, but they're going to, to into this game with a lot of people who have experienced difficult environments before, you know, like, like Javon Quinterly certainly has, you know, he, hell he's played at Missouri before, you know, like they, they, there's a lot of experience on this team, incredible talent on this team. It, I think you're going to see them bow up and, uh, and the, and the shooting on this team, it's going to quiet that crowd. And I see Memphis winning. If you tell me that, I'm like, okay, I can totally see that. If you tell me, you know what? Too early in the season. To go. Too yeah. early in the season. They were ragged, you know, against Jackson State. They're going to pitch the ball all over the place. They'll figure it out eventually, but they're going to try to force the ball into Jordan Brown. It's going to get picked <laughs> off. They're going to, like, they, they you believe that not, just as much. They're not ready for this yet. doesn't mean that they won't be. It's a really tough place to play. And uh, there's a reason that the odds makers have Mizzou favored, and I, I think this is going to be a disappointment for Memphis. I'd say, okay, that seems right too. You know, like how yeah. how does one actually have the conviction one way or another on that? I don't have any conviction about anything out of conference in the early season in college basketball. I just don't. I, until I see actual results, I can't really. I have nothing to go off of. And I don't even know what I. Even if you just take away the fact that I know, you know, we 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 haven't seen Missouri play either, you know, they 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 gave up a bunch of points to Arkansas Pine Bluff, right? Like so, you can whatever. But I I don't have any conviction about Missouri. I don't have any conviction about Memphis. I have the conviction that there's great talent on that team. I really yep. do believe that. I think there's really a a lot of talent on that team. But I don't have the slightest idea how it's exactly going to come together uh, once the games you know, are meaningful and tight and whatever else. I don't, I don't see how, how one could. Um, how just take but I, but let, we can both admit it would not be a fun early season loss considering the rest of the out-of-conference no. schedule. It would not be one you no. want. You do not want to drop that game. You just don't. No. But just take Javon Quinterly, for example. I don't even know what to expect from him. You know, like, and, yeah. and he's, the, he's the guy who's supposed to run the show. Um, you know, I've heard the argument that he's sort of the the – he may be the key to it all. Like if he really does emerge as a, as a point guard who can run the show and see you through it and like that. And yet what we've seen of him, he's been injured. He's been, uh, you know, eh, you know, he's been okay. He looked a little rusty. Like, and so what are we going to get from Quinterly? Not exactly sure. Um, so I think it's fascinating. I think it's totally fascinating. I'm really looking forward to it. And, um, and it'll be a lot of fun if they, if they can come away with this victory, because I think if they can, you'll be like, okay, it's on, you know, yep. I, I, I think a lot of momentum could be created with a win there. Yep. No question about it. Well, Jeff, we will uh, talk tomorrow. Probably more of that. Right. See you again. Yes, sir. That's Jeff Calkins at Jeff underscore Calkins on X daily Memphian columnist, all of his work, daily and all of his radio work nine to 11 with the Jeff Calkins show right here on 92.9 FM ESPN.
Now, uh, Robert Irwin Jewelers, I, 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 46 years is a long time to be doing one thing. 46 years is a long time to be a master at your craft. But that's what Robert Irwin Jewelers is. Memphians have trusted Robert Irwin Jewelers to help celebrate their most cherished moments. And we're getting close to the holiday season, so you know where you need to stop in. Fine jewelry from Robert Irwin Jewelers is a perfect gift for expressing your love, creating memories, treasuring moments that last a lifetime. And you'll, you'll have something there that you'll be proud to give. It could be $250, $250,000. They will have the gift for your special occasion. And experience the RIJ way. The Meant to Be Guarantee is fantastic. You buy your loose diamond and custom-made engagement ring from Robert Irwin Jewelers, and you'll have 365 days to return it. And that really hatched because they had a young man come in with an engagement ring. He bought for $15,000. They ended up breaking up, and guess what? They refunded the whole dang thing. They refunded the, they, You don't get that. You don't get that type of customer service, that type of care anywhere else. Also, they have free ring sizing for life. If you find your engagement ring or wedding band too snug, too loose, get over there, and uh, they, will, they will redo your ring size, and it is free for life. They have the diamond trade-up. When you decide it's time for a new diamond, you bring your original diamond in to Robert Irwin Jewelers, pick out a new one, and you're going up in size. All you have to do is pay the difference. You trade it in, you use that as part of it, and you pay the difference between your smaller diamond and the bigger diamond. And then they have the Robert Irwin Jewelers uh, free jewelry spa service for life. And it's just maintenance services, clean it, keep it bright and sparkling like the day you bought it. So it can be engagement, anniversary, birthday, congratulations, coming up on Merry Christmas. It can be I love you, and that is also a Merry Christmas gift. Uh, Or, unfortunately, I'm sorry. You can go in for an I'm sorry gift. But whatever the occasion, get to Robert Irwin Jewelers Today, Perkins Extended, Bartlett, South Haven, Little Rock, and online at rijewelers.com. Bigger, brighter diamonds, better prices. Robert Irwin Jewelers. Now it's time to take a trip around the National Football League. That's next, 92.9 FM ESPN. Guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline. Now back to the Gabe Kuhn Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Back in on the Gabe Coon Show, 929 FM ESPN. It's time to take a trip around the National Football League, brought to you by Longshot. The Chicago Bears. So the Chicago Bears take on the Panthers tonight. If you'll remember, the Bears own the Panthers' first-round pick. So this is an interesting game tonight because it really is a win-win for the Chicago Bears. If they win, they have a 43% chance of having the number one pick because they'll hand the Panthers a loss. And if they lose... They'll have a 28%. 43% with a win is the highest chance for the number one overall pick. If they lose, they're still the third highest chance for the number one overall pick. So the Bears are uh, uh, sort of a win-win situation for what they're going to do this offseason if they want to move off of uh, Justin Fields after this year. We'll see what happens, but it's going to be, God, Amazon Prime. These are going to be low streaming numbers for an NFL game. I will tell you that right now. Panthers at Bears, Bears minus three and a half. That is not a fun game for anybody. It's about as bad as it gets. I mean, this is the worst matchup, primetime matchup we'll have the rest of the year. Is that fair to say? That's very fair to say. I think it's extremely fair to say. Yeah, the two worst teams in the NFL, or two of the three worst Cardinals are up there as well. My gosh. I want to see the numbers after this. I hope they publish the numbers. I hope I get to see these numbers on this Amazon Prime streaming with the Panthers versus the Bears. The Cincinnati Bengals. Cincinnati Bengals, they're still having their uh, their wide receiver issues. I talked about it yesterday. T. Higgins, 
uh, was listed as a limited participant. Jamar Chase was a non-participant in practice yesterday. They were both limited today. T. Higgins didn't even have a jersey on. So, I mean, I guess next man up, Trenton Irwin and Tyler Boyd. Let's see what happens. Now, I think one of them will ultimately play, if not both of them. But they clearly will be a little bit hobbled. But again, the Bengals are trending in the correct direction. I think Joe Burrow's been phenomenal. Um, I think he can get by with them at least for one week. But we'll see. We'll see what their what their decision is on playing Jamar Chase and T. Higgins by the time we get to Sunday. The Houston Texans. Uh, this has to do with the Houston Texans and their injuries. Um, so far, it looks like Damian Pierce is going to uh, going to potentially be out for the game coming up soon. And N- Nico Collins is listed as a questionable. Uh, game time decision, and the Texans have been really good this year, man. And it really has to do a lot with C.J. Stroud, D'Amico Ryan's, what they've been able to accomplish. Um, but if they don't have those two guys going to play the Bengals, I think that becomes a little bit of a problem. You're on the road. You need all hands on deck to go win a game like that. And I wonder what the Texans are thinking at this point. I guess they're playing with house money because they have rebuilt this thing in just one year. They feel good about the future. Um, but I'm sure they want to win some games, see if they can get themselves a wild card spot, see if they can get themselves into the playoffs. That would be fun. And a win over the Bengals would be a damn good start to a late season run to get them into the playoffs. So we'll see what happens with those two guys. Now, we don't really have an NFL sounder. We don't the really, NFL. The NFL. But um, I saw this. This came across my uh, – my timeline yesterday, and the NFL sent a memo to all 32 teams yesterday informing them that all college juniors who declare for the draft will now be eligible to play in the Shrine, Bro- Shrine Bowl, Senior Bowl, HBCU, Legacy Bowl, and those are the college all-star games where guys get to really show what they have. Tyson Bagent, who's going to start for the Bears last night, that's how he really showed who he was. He was really good in the Senior Bowl, and that ultimately got him an undrafted free agent spot with the Bears, and he stuck. He got to show what he had. Now, last year, 69 juniors entered the draft but couldn't play in an All-Star game, and they have not been able to play in an All-Star game in a long time. I know a lot of people will think indifferently about this and not much care, but I was a participant in the NFLPA Collegiate Bowl my senior year, and if there were juniors that were draft-eligible and they uh, entered the draft, and they could get into these games, a guy like me would have not even gotten that opportunity. And I think this is a loss for seniors. This is a loss for guys that have had really good careers that may not get invited to these games anymore. And I know that some people may not care about that ultimately, but I don't know if I necessarily need to see. Like These juniors are fantastic when they come out. You sort of know what they are. They're going to participate in the combine. They're going to be able to do these type of things. I don't know if they need to play in these senior-type bowls. We've always done it one way, and I think you're taking away spots for seniors who severely need that exposure, where those juniors that are coming out early already know that they have likely a draft position locked up. So the guys like Caleb Williams that may end up getting a senior bowl invite and may play, I don't know if they necessarily need it over a guy who's a senior, who's a fringe guy, who needs that exposure to potentially get drafted, to potentially raise his stock. So kind of a... You know, this is this is me, and maybe it bothers me more than the next guy, but I, I, I do not necessarily like this decision by the NFL. I feel like these seniors should be the ones participating at all times in these bowls. Now, score early this, this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook right now. New customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 bucks 
if your team wins. If you want to pick Panthers or Bears money line wise, you put down $5, and if you win, you get $150 back. It's that simple. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Gabe K. That's my promo code, G-A-B-E-K. And kick off the NFL season. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL and 92.9 ESPN. You must be 21-plus and present in Tennessee. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. If you have a gambling problem, call Tennessee Redline at 1-800-889-9789. Small talks on the way. Stick around. Here on 92.9, we talk ball every weekday from 4 till 7 p.m. Except right now, it's time for Big Man Small Talk on 92.9's Gabe Kuhn Show. And Small Talk is presented by, brought to you by Conway Services. Reputable service available in Memphis seven days a week. Now, Connor, I know you're rejoicing. You want to know why you're rejoicing? I know you sent this to me last night, and I know you're happy about it. SAG-AFTRA, the, uh, the Actors Guild, if you will, and the studios have officially reached a tentative deal on a new three-year contract so we can get to making movies and the actors can get involved. So now we have the writer's deal struck and the actor's struck. I still think we'll have a little bit of a bear moment at the beginning of 2024, but it'll, it'll lessen the blow, I think. We've already gotten a ton of announcements about upcoming films and casting and when, they be- when they're going to begin filming. It sounds like March of 2024 is kind of when everything's going to get off the ground. So like you said, we're going to have, you know, a bit of a bear time. But the good news is, is because of this announcement, it means that the films that have been pushed back into the early 2024, specifically Dune, is still going to be present. Like, you're, we're going to get Dune. There's no way it gets pushed back. If anything, just give it to us now. The wife like uh, the wife has been waiting for Dune. Dune, for so I long. I cannot wait. Speaking of That Dune, was one of those movies. She's not a big movie watcher, and she likes watching the same thing over and over again. And I hear there's something like with a mentality, like it makes people comfortable when they just watch the same movie over yeah. and over. But that's one that I suggested to her, and she's like got obsessive compulsive over, just loves it. It's and unbelievable. she's been waiting for it. It's Dune. incredible. It, Dune's one of the best films that's been made in the last 20 years. I mean, The you, argument is incredible. that, one thing that I hear that I just find strange, there's this argument out there that the first Dune, like it just wasn't action laden enough. But I was like, it was the full setup for all the action and it's everything the else to happen. It's the they fellowship. They have to explain to you what is going on before they let you in on everything that's about to transpire—a war of sorts. Like is they, a new hope full full of action? Yes. No, it's not. It's, it's a setup. It's the setup. It's telling you for, and exactly. the action, which the I action find strange. In that it's just like the, awesome. you, you should have known going into the movie what you were getting yourself into. You should have known that it was going Dude, to be the, the setup, and there was still plenty. There in was there. plenty. Like the, the stealth break-in that they do is one of the most horrifying. It's terrifying. But speaking of, of Dune, Denny Villeneuve has actually—they've announced that he is going to be making Cleopatra with Zendaya, Timothy Chalamet as Octavius, and Daniel Craig as Julius That's Caesar. That's pretty good. It's gonna rip. That's pretty. I'm good. I'm very happy. That's it's, pretty. Today's good. it's great news. Yes, great news. Yes, but we have it all figured out. Thank God. Thank the Lord. Now, I did. I, I thought it would be a little. I thought it would get figured out a little quicker with the actors because it felt like the actors went on strike as a as a show of good faith, good There's, tidings. With, they had with to the writers. fight the AI thing much, much more really? than the writers because the writers basically were like. We want to make sure I would that think it'd be the other way around. Well, because what the studios were trying to do is they were trying to say, like, once you die, we still own you. Oh, God. And no, they weren't yep, going to no. give the families 
money from that's that. Ridiculous. That's what they were yes. fighting. The 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 thing that stopped negotiations for a while was AI. It was it's what they had to Isn't get through that with nonsense, the writers, man. And that's what they had, pure nonsense. I mean, it's crazy. It's crazy to think. I the mean, studios want to fight against that. Like if yeah. you were, put, I mean, obviously, I know that they're just trying to make every dollar, squeeze every dollar they can out of every project they put out there. But at the same time, put yourself in a little empathy. Like put yourself in yeah, their the, shoes the for at least a like, half listen, second. If you want to use our, you like use us post, you know, post posthumously. Yeah, at least give our family royalties, exactly. you evil people. Yes. Like, yeah, so it's nuts. Um, I truly think, though, that, like, the community as a whole, fans, everybody, like, just the population really pushed back against the studios in this way that it never really happened before. It was the longest strike of, of all time. And I think that the studios just learned over and over and over again that they couldn't put out these lies, this propaganda against the writers, against the actors, and everybody just stayed true. And I, I'm thrilled. I have so many friends so in California right now that are being able to work again today when they haven't been had any work for over 100, I think 150 days or something like that. It's a huge victory but, for everybody across the industry. I think there's a lot of ills of social media, but that's a good thing about social media is you cannot – you cannot put out a bunch of propaganda because there's going to be a bunch of people who speak up on said propaganda and tell you why that right. is complete nonsense and what actually is being fought for. Right. They'll take screenshots of the deal they're trying to strike. Like you see it all in real time. There's so, still a little bit done uh, more to do. The VFX artists are still in negotiations trying to get some things done for themselves. So that's still a front that, that people are still fighting, but the majority of it is done. Yep, for sure. And I'm glad to see it. I'm glad to see it so we can get some good... Uh, Good movies, good TV shows, the whole thing. Now, one hour left in the show. Hop into the Blitz around 6.30. Talk about Lane Kiffin and the situation that's unfolding at Ole Miss before Georgia week. But coming up next, let's get to a little bit of uh, a little bit of some picks. Get you some picks for the weekend in sports from Ryan Horvat, BetMGM tonight and Odyssey Sports Betting Insider. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.